It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network. Welcome into tonight's postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. The Golden Knights fall to the Colorado Avalanche 3-2 despite taking a 2-1 lead into the third period. To help us break this one down, we bring in the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva. And, you know, Dan, we'll, we'll start there because, I, you know, top to bottom, I thought that this was a, a, certainly a much better game for the Golden Knights than what we saw last night against the Arizona Coyotes. But a 26-second span, two goals from the Colorado Avalanche, and it undoes everything that the Golden Knights worked so hard for over 45 minutes. It's the opposite of what the Golden Knights were so frequently doing to opponents. That yeah. was uh, a... a kind of a staple of early Golden Knights hockey where they wouldn't just put the pedal to the floor and score one, but they'd score two or three. This, Ryan, today, it's the sixth time that the Golden Knights have allowed a pair of goals within a one-minute span, but it's the first time it happened in the third period, and clearly the the Knights in the third period uh, since the All-Star break this month, it has been poor. They only have three goals in the third period in the last eight games. And now for the season, they are underwater in the third period. So what uh, has historically been a team that gets a lead early and holds on to it, they are not doing that. And they are not winning when scoring fewer than three goals. They're now 1-15 and 15 when scoring under three. And uh, clearly, if uh, they had played well and held on to a 2-1 to one lead, you would have pointed to the fact that they built a lead and held on to it and so on and so on. But this team just can't seem to win unless it outscores an opponent, and it's hard to outscore the Colorado Avalanche. You're, you're absolutely right. I mean, for the Golden Knights, you look at what they were able to do and, and some of the positives that you will pull out of this game, even though you're looking at the result. Obviously, you needed two points here. Uh, but just the way the Golden Knights defended for the majority of this game, uh, you can't really fault them because you look at a, at a Colorado Avalanche team that's opportunistic, and, and all Nathan McKinnon needs is one opportunity, one chance inside the blue line, and he rips the game winner. Yeah, and Ryan, uh, Jonathan Marcheseau and Braden McNabb are about to address the media. If you want to go to that, we can do that right now. Yeah, let's go down to Braden McNabb and Jonathan Marcheseau as they address the media. Majority of this game, so I guess just what's the feeling kind of not coming away with uh, any points out of this one? Uh, it's kind of the how it's going for us. We fall asleep for a couple minutes every game, and we lose the game there. I mean, they score one goal, the next shift is important, and... I mean, it's kind of a breakup play, and they cash in again. They're the best players in the world out there, so the best team. So it's uh, adversity that we're facing, and uh, we better get out of it. Go to Jesse. Jesse Granger with The Athletic for Jonathan. Um, it, you guys created quite a few chances tonight, but it seemed like they were all in transition. Um, what do you guys need to do better in the offensive zone, especially when you have, like, sustained zone time in there? Honestly, I thought tonight we played – a good overall game, except that lapse of like four or five minutes along uh, in the full 60 minute. Uh, in the Ozone, I thought we created a lot. I thought we created chances where like everybody's moving and try to puck possession. And uh, I thought we weren't too bad uh, in that uh, aspect of the game. It's just we got to keep pushing in that direction. And like I said, it's managing the game and knowing who you're playing against and Again tonight, that's what happened. Go to Ben. Ben Goats, Las Vegas Review Journal. 
Uh, Braden and Jonathan just said, it seems like you guys are facing a little bit of adversity here. I guess what do you guys need to do to kind of work through that right now? Yeah, we've, you know, we've had it all year with injuries and whatnot. Um, you know, we've handled it well in the past and, you know, we're in it again and we just got to get back to basics. Um, you know, Marchie mentioned, we, you know, we played, played a good game. We had chances. We got to bear down. They, they get a chance. They put it in the net. So, uh, you know, it, it's frustrating, uh, but, you know, you put your work boots on and, you know, make sure your competes there and things will fall into place. Anything else for these two? Thanks, Jonathan. Thanks, Braden. That was Braden McNabb and Jonathan Marshall. So as they address the media after tonight's game and, you know, you, you look at one of those situations where um, you're always going to get to process and results uh, throughout the entire season. There's going to be this this pedestal, right? This this balance where you're trying to look at the overall process of the team and then the results that you're getting within a game. And this is one of those games for the Golden Knights where uh, the process probably deserved a different result. Because for the majority of this game, really, uh, you look at kind of the commentary from John of the Marcheseau where he says, fall asleep for a couple of minutes, lose the game in that moment. And, and that's really what it was for the Golden Knights. You have a 2-1 lead going into the third period. You get an opportunity, right, to, to, to enter the third period. It reminds me a lot of the last game these two teams played here at T-Mobile Arena where it's a 0-0 game. Both teams have chances. Both teams have, have moments within that game where, where it looks like they can take a lead. And then it's Colorado in the third period jumping on a couple of mistakes that the Golden Knights make, and that's the game. And it's the same situation here where the Vegas Golden Knights have a lead going into the third period, and you get running around a deflection a puck that's thrown at the net, going wide, finds a way to get back in, and then that next shift, that attention to detail, that focus is not there for the Vegas Golden Knights in defending. And, and that really it becomes frustrating. And I understand where the frustration is coming from, from Jonathan Marsh. So, and also from Braden McNabb, because, you know, you look at these two players, you look at the game that they had and the impact that they had in this one. And really how, how different the Golden Knights look tonight against the best team in the league versus where they were last night against the worst team in the league. It's night and day. And you want to feel good. You want to have that moment where this game means something more and you're not trying to pull moral victories out of game number 53. And I think that's really where the frustration has to come from here when you assess this game because there's a lot of good, there's positive that you want to pull from this. And yet it doesn't feel like you should because it's two points, again, that fall through the cracks for the Golden Knights. And, and really that's the frustrating point about tonight's game. I thought the Golden Knights played well enough to win. And that might not be a popular opinion, and we'll get to uh, phone calls later on in the show, and we'll, we'll discuss it, I'm sure. But yeah, I saw a lot from the Golden Knights tonight that was encouraging. The fact that they were able to lock down the neutral zone for as long as they did, the fact that they were able to frustrate the Colorado Avalanche as they've done so many times before, but, if, but it just did not work out the way you want it to. Here's head coach Pete DeBoer as he addresses the media after tonight's game. Hey, Pete. Ben Goetz, Las Vegas Review Journal. It seemed like you played this team the way that you want to play them for the majority of this game. So I guess what's the feeling not getting any points out of this one? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, we're in the points business, so it's, it's disappointing. Um, but, boy, we, we, we left it out there. We played, you know, that, that's exactly how we want to play, going to the, the third with a lead. I think we gave them three shots in the third. They scored two. 
you know, it was McKinnon's first shot on net all night that he scored on after getting, I think, what do you have, 14 last night. So, yeah, we, I mean, we did a lot of really good things uh, uh, except win. So, you know, it's that, that's that fine line. And when you're playing one of the elite teams, you have to, you know, do everything right. And, you know, players like that only need one look, you know, to, to change a game. And we've got guys like that on our, on our team too. Uh, you know, unfortunately, a couple of them are sitting in the stands. We'll go Jesse, then Ken. Hey, Jesse. Hey, Pete. Jesse Granger at The Athletic. You, you mentioned um, kind of played the way you wanted to. You switched the way you guys played in the neutral zone up a little bit this year, and it seemed like tonight specifically it forced a couple turnovers that led directly to goals. Yeah. What do you think you guys were doing within that system particularly well tonight that made it so effective? Well, I think it's been pretty solid all year. I mean, I, I shouldn't say all year. The first couple months, I thought I thought uh, uh, we were getting used to it. I think our zone denials from kind of the 20-game mark on have been, you know, at a pretty elite level uh, with it. And, you know, we create a lot of Russian turnovers off it when we're doing it well. I, I think your, your attention to detail when you play a team like Colorado is, is heightened on all your systems. And uh, so... Guys, guys were locked in tonight. They knew they had to be in the right spots, and um, you know, yeah, we 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 did a really good job through the neutral zone, in D zone. You know, the uh, the go ahead goal goes uh, well. The the tying goal goes goes is going you know two feet wide and goes in off off a off a guy's belly. You know, you just hope over the over the season that all evens out. You know that we get a bounce like that. Ken and Ben, Ken Bolkis and Min Vegas. Just how encouraging is it after last night's game to have a game that you do feel pretty good about? I understand the result, but you have to feel pretty good about that game. Yeah, yeah, we we, we feel. I mean, I liked our response. You know, that was a tough loss last night. I think uh, um, we didn't play terribly, but. Uh, you know, we didn't do enough to win, and I think guys were disappointed with that. And um, I thought we got a big response tonight from everybody. I thought everybody was good. You know, just you, you want them to get rewarded when they put that work in because that's the, the final, uh, uh, I guess, confirmation. But we didn't get it tonight. we got to keep going. Go to Ben, then go back to Jesse. Ben. Ben Goats, Las Vegas for you, General. You mentioned some guys sitting in the stands. We didn't see Max or Matias out there tonight. Is there any update on those two guys? Yeah, no, just out. So, you know, we'll, we'll, uh, we've got two, three days till our next game. So we'll uh, get some treatment and see where they are on Monday when we practice again. Jesse. Jesse Grange with The Athletic. It seemed like most of the offensive chances were in transition, kind of off those turnovers. Were you happy with the way you guys played when you had sustained time in the offensive zone, or is there something you want to see more of or different? <clears throat> well, you want you want more goals. You want more looks. But, you know, like, I mean, they're, they're a really good offensive team too, and I, I think every game we played them, you could probably ask both coaches, and we both want more offensive zone chances. They're just not there, you know. It's just it's two really good teams with a lot of detail and good defenses that uh, that aren't giving you a lot of room. So um, I, I think that's that's what those games look like. They look like that most of the year, uh, yeah, the time in the playoffs last year, and and almost every time we play these guys. Thanks for your time tonight, Pete. Thank you.
That was head coach Pete DeBoer as he addressed the media after tonight's loss to the Colorado Avalanche and kind of echoing a lot of the same sentiments, right? The, you, you look at that game for the Golden Knights, you like a lot of what you saw. It was certainly a much better game from Vegas than what they had last night against Arizona, and yet the only thing missing is the confirmation of two points. The only thing that the Golden Knights did not get out of this one is two points in the standings, and it's costly, and that's tough. You're in the points business, as Pete DeBoer explained. That's certainly part of the story here, but you know I'm encouraged by how the Golden Knights played tonight, the response, the answer against this league's best team. So uh, you, you try to pull some positives out of this one, but it, it becomes more and more difficult with 29 games left for the Golden Knights and a really tight race now in the Pacific Division. Uh, it's going to get interesting, and it's going to be uh, important for the Golden Knights for that process to continue to get better, for this team to continue to gel and build some chemistry to, to get to a point where offensively they look like themselves. But while that's happening, the results have to come. While that's happening, the Golden Knights need to put wins in the bank. We're back with more on the AAA Insurance Postgame Show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show. The Golden Knights fall to the Colorado Avalanche 3-2. The final score, Colorado, a couple quick goals in the third period, 26 seconds apart. Uh, the main difference in this game, the postgame injury report, is brought to you by UMC, the exclusive hospital of the Vegas Golden Knights, as we know. Captain Mark Stone on LTIR, unavailable for the Vegas Golden Knights. Max Pacioretty missed tonight's game, was injured last night against the Arizona Coyotes. Same with Matthias Janmark, the update from Pete DeBoer. Just out. Um, you can kind of tell the exasperation from Pete DeBoer when talking about these two players. Uh, he did say that there'd be some treatment over the next couple of days. The Golden Knights do not play until Tuesday against the San Jose Sharks. 7 o'clock puck drop here at T-Mobile Arena. So a status update on Pacioretty and Yanmark. Uh, we'll see the Golden Knights' the injuries this year. It's been a revolving door. It's seemingly uh, a bottomless pit, too. It just seems like every other game there's another player added to the the injured list. And you know also this one, uh, Robin Leonard on IR, unavailable for tonight's game. So Loren Brossois goes in two consecutive games back-to-back -back last night against Arizona tonight against Colorado and you know you're going to look at the numbers and you know it'll be interesting to see kind of what the thoughts are on Laurent Brossois tonight I thought in the second period made a number of phenomenal saves uh, you're going to look at the totals in the third period just three shots on goal for the air uh, for the Colorado Avalanche and two goals but you know that 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 it's not all goals are created equally not all goals are equally on the goaltender, so I, I, I'm not sitting here. I'm certainly not going to sit here and put this one on Loren Brossois. I thought, you know, he, from top to bottom, played a pretty good game for the Golden Knights, certainly gave him a chance to win. It's just you, you got Nathan McKinnon barreling down and uh, a quick one-timer time one -timer off of a beautiful pass. It, it's hard to make those saves. It, it just simply is. Nathan McKinnon's one of the best players in the league. Let's take a look at the highlights in this game. We go back to the first period, and you know, for the Golden Knights, we talked about it in the pregame show leading up to this one. You needed a better effort. You needed to outwork the Colorado Avalanche after a rough one last night against the Arizona Coyotes, and the Golden Knights came out ferociously in the first period. Chandler Stevenson opening up the scoring with a breakaway goal. Vegas ahead. The stretch pass. Stevenson all along down the middle. He scores! 
Jackson on the breakaway all alone. The lefty through the right circle. He goes low on Kemper and puts the Knights on top, 1-0. Chandler Stevenson's 14th of the year from Jack Eichel and Shea Theodore at 407 of the first period makes it one to nothing Vegas. Then the Golden Knights would take a penalty. Keegan Colasar for slashing. It would give Colorado a little bit of life there in the first period. They did not score on the power play. However, shortly after the power play ended, Andre Burakovsky would tie the game. Left side Newhook in the circle. Works it back out to the point and taves. A couple of quick passes in front. Burakovsky scores right wing. Power play goal, or perhaps just as the penalty ran out. Either way, it's the tying goal for Colorado. Andre Burakovsky's 16th of the year from Alex Newhook and Sam Girard at 7-10 of the first period makes it 1-1. Just 90 seconds later, Jonathan Marcheseau back in the lineup after missing last night's game would rip a one-timer home to give Vegas the lead once again. They go left to right, but Smith creates a steal, works in with Marcheseau, gets it to him, he scores! Marcheseau, 2-1 Golden Knights. 21st of the year for Jonathan Marcheseau. The assist goes to Riley Smith at 8.31 of the first period to make it 2-1 Vegas. We'd head to the second period. The Golden Knights with a 2-1 lead. The Colorado Avalanche started to get more chances. Still a fairly even period. I thought the Golden Knights played well in the second period, but you can't hold a team like Colorado to nothing for 60 minutes. It's just unreasonable. And Loren Brossois would have to make a big-time save, our AAA insurance save of the game, on Miko Rantanen. Abs gain the zone. Pass to the right, a shot. Glove save, Brossois. Reaches out to his left. Stops the right-wing try from Miko Rantanen. AAA is a proud sponsor of the Vegas Golden Knights, helping you outsmart life on the road and at home with 24-7 roadside assistance, car repair discounts, DMV services, and savings on your home and auto insurance. Triple A, outsmart life. So thanks to Loren Brossois, the game would stay 2-1 to one going into the third period. And while the Golden Knights played a really strong game up until this point, you knew a push from Colorado was coming. A point shot that was going wide gets deflected by JT Comfer past Loren Brossois to tie the game. A left point try, tipped in at the side of the goal. Jack Johnson shot it, Newhook tipped it. It's a tie game, 2-2. Two -two. JT Comfer on the goal, 10th of the year from Jack Johnson and Logan O'Connor at 5.40 of the third period. Ties the game at 2, then 26 seconds later, Nathan McKinnon would give the Avalanche the lead. In comes McCart at the other end, a shot, McKinnon scores! McCart to McKinnon, two quick strikes, Avalanche in the lead, 3-2. Nathan McKinnon's 15th of the year from Kale McCarr and Miko Rantanen. 6.06 of the third period makes it 3-2 Colorado. The Golden Knights would push. Loren Brossois would be pulled, but all that was left in this game was the final call. Down to 10 seconds. Stevenson with Waugh trying to find it to Donoff. Taps it up top. Off the stick. Out of the zone. Theodore gives it right away to McKinnon. He sends it towards the goal. Penalty coming, but the clock runs out. The game is over. Colorado 3, Vegas 2, final score at T-Mobile Arena. And there you have it, 3-2 the final. The Colorado Avalanche defeat the Vegas Golden Knights tonight. Vegas 29-20 and 4-62 points on the year. Third place for now in the Pacific Division. We're back with more on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network.
We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show. The Golden Knights fall 3-2 to the Colorado Avalanche. Vegas 29-20-4, and 62 points on the year. So you look at this game, and, and I think from – from a couple of different angles, you can you can look at it, right? You can look at how the Golden Knights played. You can be encouraged by how this team responded after a poor game last night against the Arizona Coyotes. If you want to look at it that way, I think that's great. That's fantastic. Now, for the Golden Knights, the reality of the situation is you've got 29 games to play more often like you did tonight. You play this game more often over 29 games, you're going to win. You are. You're just going to. And... You know, for me, I, I, I still want to see a little bit more um, repli- replicable offense uh, from the Golden Knights. If it's not in transition, it doesn't seem like it's going in. Now, the Golden Knights did a better job getting to the blue paint tonight than they did against Arizona, but, you know, this team just doesn't feel like it's built to get to those dirty areas. You, you look at kind of the formation of Jack Eichel with Chandler Stevenson and Evgeny Dodonov. You know, I thought on the perimeter a lot. Now, that's not to say they weren't effective. I thought Jack Eichel had a pretty strong game. He was in and around physicality, winning board battles, all that kind of stuff. But you got to see at some point one of those guys, Chandler Stevenson or Jack Eichel, take the puck to the front of the net, get some traffic in front, and really create some havoc. You look at what happened and what went well tonight for Colorado, in a game where there wasn't really much going on offensively for them for 45 minutes, what is it? It's a it's a puck that's deflected off of JT Comfort and in. And why? Because he's going to the front of the net. You look at the game last night against Arizona. Why did they score? Bodies in front. That's what the Golden Knights are going to need to work toward in sustained offensive zone time and getting better looks in that situation. But you got to get more confidence. you got to get into a rhythm. I'm encouraged by how the Golden Knights played tonight, but... The, the, the fact that two points are not on the ledger, it's disappointing. And if that's the area you want to focus on, I'm all for it. I understand it. I get it. We're back to wrap it up next on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show. The Vegas Golden Knights fall to the Colorado Avalanche 3-2. to The final score here from T-Mobile Arena. Vegas 29-20 and 4, 62 points on the year. Third place right now in the Pacific Division, for the time being anyway. Golden Knights take on the San Jose Sharks Tuesday. 7 o'clock right here at T-Mobile Arena. That's their next game. Tonight's game recap is brought to you by Universal Windows and Solar. So for the Golden Knights, first period, really, really strong. I thought 20 minutes as as strong and well-contested as you can play against the Colorado Avalanche. That's where the Golden Knights were at. Everything in the neutral zone was contested. The Golden Knights were really locked in. Details in their game, phenomenal stuff. 
Second period, I thought Colorado had a little bit more pushback. They were able to get through the neutral zone a little bit cleaner. However, the Golden Knights were able to recover inside their own zone. Didn't really give up too much in terms of quality scoring chances. It was more than the first period, but that's to be expected when you have the likes of Nathan McKinnon, Miko Ranton, and Gabe Landeskog, Nazem Kadri, Kale McCard, Devin Taves. It's ridiculous how talented this Colorado Avalanche team is. However... Uh, the Golden Knights did a good job bending, not breaking in that second period. I don't feel like they took their foot off the gas at all either. But you get to the third period, you get kind of a fluky goal, a bounce that goes the Colorado Avalanche way, and then 26 seconds later, you you gotta you gotta have your detail on that shift. You have to have your detail on that shift. The Golden Knights pushing for offense. They allow themselves to get caught in transition, and it's the guy you don't want taking the shot, Nathan McKinnon, icing the game for the Colorado Avalanche. That's the difference in this one. That's why Colorado skates out of here with two points, and the Golden Knights are back to the drawing board, hoping to have a similar type of game in how they played, but a different result the next time they take the ice against San Jose on Tuesday. That's going to do it for us here on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show. Extended Post Game Show is next, presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. Thanks for listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network Post Game Show, presented by AAA Insurance. Our local coverage continues next with game highlights, interviews, and your phone call at 702-876-1340. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. It's the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. 3-2 the final, the Colorado Avalanche defeat the Vegas Golden Knights. 702-876-1340 is the number. We're not going to... I'm not going to wax on here. I'm not going to wax poetic in this moment. Like, it's your post-game show. We want to hear from you. I, I, I got to see where you're at after tonight's game because there's a couple of different ways you can look at it, right? One, the Golden Knights played significantly better tonight than they did against Arizona. Significantly better. They were the better team in this game for the majority of the first period, stretches of the second period, and outside of a 26-second span, the third period. So 702-876-1340 is the number. I think you can pull positives from this, but the reality of the situation is the Golden Knights are in an absolute fight right now in the Pacific Division standings for sure, and two points matter. It's the only thing that matters in the NHL. Results, that's it. That rules the day. I'm not pretending that I don't know that. I know that. The Golden Knights know that. Pete DeBoer knows that. But... You still have to pull some positives when the team plays well. I thought they played well tonight against the best team in the NHL right now. Result didn't go their way. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head out to the phone lines, bring in Fernando. Hey, Fernando, how you doing? I'm doing okay, Ryan. Um, yeah, the Flames and the Kings are winning right now in the third period. Um, anyway, um, it was a good game tonight. Um, the effort was much, much better. Yeah. And, and – um, uh, what I noticed tonight, too, is I know Eichel's coming off injury. He needs more ice time. But I noticed his, um, his stick motion on a slap shot is a little bit slower right now. Just a little bit slow. I know he has to come back. 
and there's time for to do that. And um, and the other thing was I noticed our goalie um, Brassaw, he tends to float out on the out of the net sometimes. I don't like to see that. I like to see him stay home in the net or in the crease and not come out too much. But um, are, are you talking about on the on the McKinnon goal? On all of them, yeah. He tends what? to uh, float out sometimes. I don't it, know if you it, noticed that, but no, no, no. I, I mean, he's he's coming out of his crease, but on the McKinnon goal, he was in the blue paint, right? Like, uh, he's not he's not playing out in the white ice in front of his net and and float and and kind of flopping out of position. Like he he was in yeah. his blue paint trying to get that one. Like, uh, if you're yeah, talking about coming out playing pucks, that's different. But I, I don't know that, um, like, Loren Brossois to me is not like the most overactive goaltender in the league. He's he's somewhere in between. Um, a player that's that's or a goaltender that's that's active in in that he can he's athletic and can can react to plays, uh, but his patience really is is kind of where where I think his his biggest asset is, and I, I don't I don't I don't view him as a goaltender that gets lost out of the blue paint too much. Uh, that's that's not really what I see. And um, well, hopefully Tuesday, you know, we'll come out with the win and we'll get um, DeBoer's his um, 500th win, and I'm still optimistic. So. Um, you take care now. Have a good night. All right. Awesome call, Fernando. Thank you for that. Um, yeah, as, as far as Jack Eichel goes, like I, I think that you know, you're seeing progression. I, I thought today this was the most physical game Jack Eichel has played since coming back from uh, from his injury. There were a number of times where he was winning pucks in the in the corners. He was trying to make plays. I wonder if you do an experiment here, and and, and I'll get to my thought on that here in just a minute, but um, – I wonder if you try a different combination of players with Jack Eichel. Like, I'm good with Chandler Stevenson, uh, but the Evgeny Dodonov experiment doesn't work for me with Jack Eichel. So I've got something in mind I'll, I'll get to in the next block. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's go back out of the phone lines, bring in Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing? I'm going to be interested to hear your ideas because uh, obviously Jack somehow is not on speed or on track just yet. I know that he will be. I feel every confidence in the world that. Well, hold hold on, hold on, Mike. Let me ask yeah, you a question. Yeah, go ahead. Let me ask you a question. Is it Jack not on speed, or were there plays where Jack was creating and he wasn't getting the types of plays you need from the other guys on the ice? Well, yes, yes, and no. There, there's very little movement on the power play, and Jack's a big part of the power play. Yeah. So I'm, ta- I'm talking about I'm talking about five on five. Like, yeah. like the power play is is an interesting case, right? Because, you know, you look at you're rolling out your number one power play unit, and this is not a slight on Keegan Colasar at all. But the fact of, of, of the matter is where the Golden Knights are at right now with injuries, and I'm not saying it's an ex- excuse, but it is a fact. Keegan Colasar was net front on your top power play, right? Like, no, it, well, it, it, it's here's tough. the fact. The fact is let's let's get Colorado again and – in May or June, because if we're both at full strength, I I know we are going to compete very favorably. Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm with you, Mike. I, I, you know, I I pull the positives out of this game. I, I, like last night, I, I I didn't sit here on the post game show last night and try to pull positives out of that one. There there weren't many for the Golden Knights, and you can see it in the reaction from the the, the players and the coaches uh, tonight. It's a completely different effort. I thought the Golden Knights played well enough to win. I thought that they probably deserved a different fate. Uh, but this is just kind of how it's going right now. This team's in a rut. And, well, no matter what you say, it is a zero over the last 
24 hours. Yeah. However, for 59 and a half minutes, we outplayed the best team in hockey, and that I'm going to hold on to that until Tuesday or till something else tells me not to. Well, I like that optimism, Mike. I, I'm glad we got uh, we got that from you at 53 games in. Like, I'm I'm all I'm all for it. <laughs> well, like you say, take it more than one game at a time. Yep. And this was a huge improvement over last night, which last night was a debacle. And then we've got to win on Tuesday. It's a it's an interdivision game, and it has to be won. Period. Yeah, I'm with you right there, Mike. Thank you for the call. I don't label many games. I talked about this in the pregame show. I don't label many regular season games, must-win games. But for the Golden Knights, you're in a point right now in the season where you just need points. The race in the Pacific Division, it's tighter than a lot of people expected it would be. So Tuesday night against the San Jose Sharks, an opponent that the Golden Knights have historically dominated, it's got to be the same thing. They have to get two points against the San Jose Sharks. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie, how you doing? I'm doing okay. How are you doing, Ryan? Uh, good so far. Yeah, you know, uh, definitely night and day from, from yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that really stood out to me on the broadcast today versus yesterday was Dan uh, had to use the words, makes a save for the opposing goalie Grubauer a lot more than he had to for Wedgwood. So it felt like um, they were definitely getting more pucks on the net and on target. And, you know, and, and it's been kind of a, a problem almost this season that there's been a lot of shots that aren't hitting the net, that are missing, that, you know, had they been on target would have gone in because they beat the goalie. So it was good to hear that being said much more often tonight than it was yesterday. Yeah, yeah, I think you're you're spot on. There were opportunities in this game for the Golden Knights that that absolutely blew away the majority of the chances that they had last night against Arizona. Darcy Kemper had to work to make saves in this game. I thought the Golden Knights certainly created a lot in transition. I think if there's one area that you're looking at in this one, it's simply to get better at the in zone offense. Like you gotta. You've got to fight for that area in front of the blue paint. You've got to get to the front of the net. And while Darcy Kemper did have to make saves, it was usually one and done when the Golden Knights were set up in the offensive zone. Not too many second and third opportunities, and I think that's the missing link right now for the Golden Knights offensively. Oh, yeah, I definitely agree that they tend to shoot too much, you know, when they do shoot and it makes, you know, would be in the net. It's center mass on the goalie. Yeah. But I think that at least getting that target correctly is a step yeah. in the right direction. Yeah, I'm right there with you, Stephanie, and thank you for the call. Uh, again, I, offensively, I thought the Golden Knights were much better tonight. Uh, they certainly made it more difficult on Darcy Kemper to be the reason why Colorado stayed in this game. But for Vegas, this is a team that's got to score some goals, and, and they've got to get that swagger back to them offensively. I thought the first period was a good step in the right direction but you know when you you score a couple of goals in a four minute span in the first period and then you come up empty the rest of the game it's 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 a tough look especially when you know the other team is able to break a game open in 26 seconds because of the firepower that they have we're going to take a break we'll be back with the extended post game show and more of your calls 702-876-1340 extended post game show fox sports las vegas
back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Golden Knights fall to the Colorado Avalanche 3-2, the final score. 29-20 and 462 points on the year. Third place in the Pacific Division for the Vegas Golden Knights. Take on the San Jose Sharks Tuesday, 7 o'clock, right here at T-Mobile Arena. Let's go back to the phone line, 702-876-1340, and bring in Rita. Hey, Rita, how you doing? Oh, I'm okay. Um, I thought we had a lot of fight tonight. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah, we we lost, but we. I thought we played well most of the game. You know, uh, we need to put a few more in the net. But I don't think we can understate how much Stone means to this team. Mm-hmm. I really yeah. think he drives that offense an awful lot. And I really don't understand what Kolasar is doing on the power play. He's not even doing well on the five-on-five. I mean, I I hate to call out the power play, but there's a lot of it online. And I'm not going to say what I said before because yeah. you said you don't like to hear that. But we all know what's being said. Yeah, so... I think the reason you go with Kolasar on the power play is you got a guy in front of the net, right? Like Kolasar went net front. That's where you like him to be screening the goaltender, making it difficult. Now, in fairness to Keegan Kolasar, he does have a power play goal on the year. And when the Golden Knights, uh, like when you're looking at a power play that hasn't scored a ton of power play goals, um, sure, like throw him out there, give it a shot. Like if, if healthy, Keegan Kolasar is not on your power play unit. Now, he did make a nice pass to Evgeny Dodonov in the slot. Uh, Dodonov fumbled the pass, so, you know, you, you kind of have to divorce yourself kind of from the, the thoughts that you have on the player versus some of the plays that he did make on the power play. But overall, um, I'm not going to disagree with you. Power play needed to come through for the Golden Knights. They had a great opportunity late in the third period. Uh, it, it, you have to find those goals. Like for me, I don't care about overall percentages. Like I've never really cared about overall percentages uh, with the power play. But there are key moments within a game where your power play has to carry you through. The Golden Knights yeah, did not get that. Yeah, that's what I was that. hoping for with that yeah. last one. This, yeah, and, that and, and tie it and, up. And it didn't happen. And 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 it's well, yeah. it, like I'm I'm with you in in that regard. Like you need your power play to buoy you in those situations, and the Golden Knights did not get that tonight. Yeah. Well, I still think. Overall, I mean, it's 3-2 against the Avalanche, and we're still playing very wounded. I, I mean, I don't know whether we'll ever be to full health, but damn, I wish we could be. Yeah. No, I'm with you. And you know what, Rita? Thank you for the call. I, I, you wish that they are. I think everybody that's a fan of the Golden Knights hopes that they can get to full strength at some, t- at some point this season. But I would argue that the guys in the room, want that more than anything. I'd argue that Pete DeBoer would love to see what his actual lineup looks like. Same thing uh, with Kelly McCrimmon and George McPhee. Like, that's, that's, the, that's the fact of the matter here. And, and, like, I get it. A lot of people are, are getting into the point where let's stop making excuses. It's not so much an excuse as it is pointing out a simple fact, right? The Golden Knights have not been healthy outside of game number one of the season. From game two on, it has been a rotating cast of characters on injured reserve or LTIR all season long. And it's hard to build chemistry. It is hard to get your team game where you want it to be when you've got guys in and out of the lineup all season long. That's a fact. Not an excuse, but a fact. 
702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head back out to the phone lines. Bring in Blake. Hey, Blake, how you doing? Hey, Ryan. How you doing tonight? Good, buddy. Um, so I want to start off by saying I, I still think I'm really openly optimistic uh, when it comes to the Knights' last 29 games. I mean, just looking at their schedule, I mean, January and February was a gauntlet for them, especially with the injury issue that they had. But mm-hmm. looking at March and April, and you got multiple games against teams like the Senators, the Sabres, Kraken, Canucks, games that they really should win. I want to say I'm still openly optimistic that the playoffs are still fairly good chance and that this team can still make something out of this what seems to be a hard-going season since you said like game one but I, I thought there was an interesting uh, comment in the post game by Marcia so mm-hmm. where he pointed out how they fall asleep for a yeah. few minutes like every single night yeah do you think that do you think that's more on the players or do you think that's more on the coaches um, I, I mean, I think it's on everybody, right? Like you're, it's certainly on the players that are that are on the ice in those moments. Like you're you're talking about critical shifts in the game where, you know, you just allow a goal in, in the context of this game. You allow a goal to tie the game in the third period. That next shift has to be in, com, incredibly dialed in. And I think what you saw in the Nathan McKinnon goal was the Golden Knights maybe feeling the pressure of being tied in a game with Colorado, pushing for offense a little bit looser in the neutral zone than they had been all all game long. And all that does is open up time and space for Nathan McKinnon, and that's the game, right? So um, I think it's on the players that are on the ice in that moment to, to understand and and. and pay attention to detail and have a strong shift. Um, you know, but I mean, coaching is, it, it plays a valuable role in this too. It, you, you know, Pete DeBoer, it's, it's tough, right? Like he's not out on the ice. He's not the one playing in the games, but you, you got to make that right call on, on which line to throw over the boards. That's going to be able to, to have that detail and get that, get things on, on the right track for this golden Knights team. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think from like just a fan's perspective and, a person who's never played hockey in their entire life, but just mm-hmm. watches it and, and tries to learn it. I mean, I feel like when the Knights are struggling, it seems like it's always the same stagnant stuff. Like, I don't want to use the term dump and chase because they're really not one of those teams, but mm-hmm. offensively, it looks like it looks like the same thing over and over and over again, and it just becomes brutal to watch after a while. Yeah, I, I, I think that there's there's a lot of truth in what you're saying there, Blake, and, and thank you for the call. Like, with the Golden Knights in-zone offense, right? Like, this is a team that wants to feed pucks low to high and get shots from the point. They do have active defense. There's movement in the offensive zone, but it's it's somewhat predictable at times. There's a lot of yellow kick plate shifts where everything's along the boards in the offensive zone until the Vegas Golden Knights are able to pull it off the wall and get it to the front of the net. But the problem is when you don't have enough players in front when you're not able to get to the blue paint um, it becomes really predictable in the shot selection from the golden knights where they're coming from and it allows goaltenders to see the puck when goalies at this at this level can see the puck they're going to make the first save and they're not going to have to make a second and third save and i think that's really the difference for the golden knights versus some of the other teams especially you look at arizona last night arizona got second and third opportunities colorado finds ways to get second and third opportunities by going to the blue paint i think that's a wrinkle the golden knights have to introduced to their game in forcing goaltenders to not just make one save but two or three by crashing the net and winning the blue paint battle thanks for the call blake let's head back out of the phone lines bring in glenn hey glenn how you doing i'm good how are you i'm doing well um 
I agree with what everybody's saying, mm-hmm. but I think everybody's missing the big picture here. Okay. Um, I've been a Vegas Golden Knight season ticket holder from day one. I went to every single game up until this year. And one thing, we were always the best third-period team, Mm -hmm. and now we're one of the worst third-period teams. And the reason why we were the best third-period team is because we were the best hitting team. We used to out-hit every single team. We used to get up to 40, 45 hits a game. I used to watch the hit. Uh, They had the uh, stats at the game where you could look up and see how many hits we had. Yeah. The guy, it's not, they're not hitting. And you know, by the third period, they've been out hit. Now we're the worst, one of the worst third period teams because we get hit and we're, and the other teams come out flying in the third and they beat us. I predicted to my wife tonight, I said, we're going to lose this game, even though we're kicking their butt. Mm-hmm. We're going to lose because we had five, we had like 10 hits through the first two periods. Uh, Arizona out hit us, same thing. And it, and the thing is, when we were the first, like the Knights, when they first started, there was no stars. We didn't have any superstars on the team. We had a bunch of misfits, guys that, you know, were left off. But each one of those guys fought on the boards. They never, you know, never gave up on one battle on the boards. And they hit, 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 and then we got Reeves. And Reeves was the leader, and Carrier was number two, and they were one and two in the league. And, you know, we punished the teams. By the third period, no team wanted to come out and play us. That's how we won. Anyway, I'm glad. Thank you. <laughs> I had to get that off my chest because I've been screaming at the TV yeah. for the last, uh, you know, full season. If you look at the stats, you'll see we are one of the least hitting teams in the league. And tonight's no different, and just every every single game. You know, Glenn. Yeah, yeah thank you for the call. I, I mean, I, I think that's a really interesting perspective. You know, uh, there's a couple of ways to look at that the the statistics with hits, but I, I'm not going to. Um, undermine your your main point, which is the Golden Knights could add some physicality to their game, and I don't think that you're particularly wrong. Uh, one of the most physical players tonight for the Golden Knights was Jack Eichel. Period. Like he was engaged along the boards, he was looking to make some plays, he was looking to separate some guys from pucks. Like I, I think that that's an interesting point, Glenn. I, I really do because there is something to be said about hitting. There is something to be said about trying to wear teams down. I think the Golden Knights are trying to do that more with their foot speed and with their forecheck and with their ability to try to take some angles away and and take some lanes away. Uh, But you know what? It's a fair point. When the Golden Knights were were among the higher-hitting teams in the league, there was something to be said about how that wore opponents down. So excellent point, Glenn. Thank you for calling. Make sure you call in more often so you can get some of that out and not uh, just yell at your TV, yell at me over the airwaves. That's way more fun. We're back to wrap it up next on the Extended Post Game Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Wrapping it up here, extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Golden Knights fall to the Colorado Avalanche 3-2, the final score. Vegas 62 points on the year, 29-20-4. 
take on San Jose Tuesday, 7 o'clock puck drop right here at T-Mobile Arena. I promised it earlier on, so I'm going to throw it out there right now. I think you make a change on the top line. If, if Max Pacioretty is unable to go on Tuesday against San Jose, the way Will Carrier has been playing lately, I put him up on the top line with Jack Eichel and with Chandler Stevenson. The ability for Carrier to win puck battles, the ability for him to battle in the corner, the ability for him to crash the net, I think is something that might open things up for Jack Eichel a little bit. I, I think that you know the, the Dodonov experiment for me isn't working right now, so try something different if you're the Vegas Golden Knights, if you're Pete DeBoer. And of course, that goes without saying if Max Pacioretty is unavailable to play on Tuesday against San Jose. That's going to do it for me here on the Extended Post Game Show. Thanks to Jed Donaldson down here for making sure everything sounds fantastic. Thanks to Bobby Machado back in the studio for keeping me on the air. And thanks to you, our listeners, and our callers. Great calls tonight. Fun, entertaining, engaging. Keep dialing up the phone line after every game, win, lose. I would say draw, but that's not a thing that exists in the NHL. There's always a winner. There's always a loser. Just very poetic, I guess, in life. I don't know. Anyway, we will chat with you on Tuesday. Have a great night, everybody. Talk to you then right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Thanks for listening to the extended Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Radio 98.9 FM at 1340 AM. Your home for the Vegas Golden Knights. Have a good night and drive safe.